brick by brick, and the rule of rulers will take its place. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And as you know, if you listen to the show, I always tell you about the most important stories of the week. The stuff that I think is going to have a long-term impact and a lot of different stories that have been emerging lately, in my opinion, point in the same direction and I don't hear anybody else sounding the alarm but it is alarming and uh, and it has to do with something I've talked about before but it's really all coming together and that is the fundamental restructuring of the legal foundation of this country so we're going to get heavy fast but before we do that I want to point out that tomorrow is Mother's Day I want to say happy Mother's Day If you want to get ahead of Mother's Day, sometimes you have to do that. I posted on the blog that I keep with my producer, Binkley, here. Uh, It's called PropagandaReportDaily.com. And on special occasions, I will post a light and delightful cocktail. So I have a nice cocktail up there for mom. You might have to prepare in advance. Um, But I also, as I'm a mom and... The older my kids get, the harder it is to parent them. And I have a variety of kids. I've got my oldest son has Down syndrome. He used to be the hard one. Now he's the easier one. Um, And I feel like when I look at uh, or I try to figure out how to be a good parent, it's so hard right now. I call it frontier parenting because we're on this technological frontier and we can't really look to our own parents, our own experiences, our own historic culture to give us the wisdom that we need to get our kids through whatever, adolescence or whatever stage it is that they're in. And and so much of it is is this influence that I I think they get from the electronics. We've talked about that before. We could talk about it again. But uh, I've just found that the mothering thing is hard. And I kind of came up with, I have kind of three pillars that I think are um, the foundation of good parenting in general, good mothering. I'm going to tell you those. I was going to tell you right now, but I want to hear what you have to say first. So um. Uh, if you want to tweet at me at Monica Perez show with what you think makes a good mother and then maybe we'll read those throughout the show. And um, Binkley, if you remind me, I'll tell you what I think makes a good mother. Maybe you can tell me now you can you can kick us off with telling us uh, what you think makes a good mother. Well, moms do everything, really, and it's kind of a thankless job sometimes. So. I think they got to be tough, like tough as in they got to be able to put up with a whole lot and still be loving and caring. That's good. I, that reminds me of two things, actually. I didn't really want to launch into a discussion, but it, it really reminds me of um, a trailer I saw for a documentary. The documentary was called something like 4,000 Years of Wisdom, something crazy like that. But it was 40 100-year-olds or 40 old people giving their wisdom. And one of the old ladies said, life messes with you. And you have to deal with it <laughs> after you know, that is like such the it just defines my experience in, as a mom. But uh, 
my niece is in is in college for education and uh She's great with my kids. She's always been so sweet to my son who has Down syndrome. And she wanted to, she's very nurturing. And she wanted, she had a class project to do. And she wanted to do like where she has little kids and she needs to use a book to teach them a lesson or a message or, you know, discuss it. And she chose as her book, The Giving Tree. And her teacher said that it sent the wrong message about women. And asked her not to use it. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So the giving tree, for people who don't know about it, is this tree, which I never even realized was female. Like, I guess it's a... And I don't even think the tree got to choose the pronoun that it was referred to by. But what a the, tragedy. The author assigned it a pronoun, she. And the, and the, the tree... Gives everything. It's called the giving tree. It gives everything. It's very self. Everything. At first, apples, but then it's trunk. And the boy he get, she gives it to is, like, not grateful. And at the end of it all, he, uh, I don't know if he's ever grateful. But I didn't even think of it as, like, a reflection of, of women or motherhood. And in any case, isn't the message where my niece said, wrote a really sweet response that she said... This is a lesson that we should be grateful for for these people give selflessly women, men, fathers, mothers, grandparents, they give selflessly and it's and it's a kind of a tragedy to invalidate that by saying well we we don't want to recognize that as the reality because we don't want that to be the reality and that takes away gratitude. Yeah, they so, don't want to offend people so they offend people. Yeah, they want to reshape and it's and it's not it's not right. I remember when I first moved to Atlanta, one of the schools, the preschool said for Thanksgiving, we're not going to have a celebration because we have so much and we think it would be ostentatious to like feast. And I wrote back and I said, we feast every day. And on the one day that we have to humbly acknowledge our uh, overwhelming wealth of stuff. That's the day that we act like we're, you know, austere. No. So I'm a big fan of saying thank you. Let's, so I guess there we go. That was a spontaneous evolution of the message of thanks, mom. <laughs> My mom's probably listening right now. She's a big fan. So thanks, mom. Uh, so, so yeah, tweet at me your what even what you want to say to your mom at Monica Perez show. So let's just launch um, a deeper conversation here, which is something Pinkley, you and I have talked about. You turned me on to a couple of clips by Michael Chertoff, who was the second, I believe, Homeland Security Secretary. He wrote a book about 10 years ago, not quite nine years ago, I think, and did a little circuit. And in that, um, maybe later on, we can play some clips that uh, he's. He said that what we need in this changing world is a new legal architecture, that domestic and foreign lines will blur, criminal and soldier, he actually said something like that, will blur. Uh, I mean, these are, he is, he, he, when he talks about a, a fundamentally different legal architecture for this country, I mean, what, what does that mean? It, it can only mean an and a reshaping of the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, our protections, because what is the legal architecture? The legal architecture is our, you know, our relationship with the government. And the government is just a monopoly 
on the use of force, of, of coercion. So the government gets away with using force, so you have to constrain it. Where does it get the right to use force? We give it, we delegate to it the right to self-defense. So we have to constrain it. We have to define those parameters. And I'm an absolute dyed-in-the-wool libertarian. I personally believe that uh, almost every single federal law is unconstitutional. Every administration is unconstitutional because it's the executive branch legislating. And the Tenth Amendment reserves most of the things that I think are covered by federal law today to the states. So I'm not a big fan of the all the crap that's piled on top of the legal scaffolding that we have. But the fundamental legal architecture as defined by... I would say as truly where the rubber hits the road, it's the Bill of Rights. But um, at the bigger picture level, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution all define this. And and to change it would mean to take away those individual rights. And what's happening now, I see in many of the stories that I've seen this week and last week, which I want to talk about, there. The message seems to be everything from the guys getting arrested at Starbucks for not buying something but sitting down anyway to the Gina Haspel CIA confirmation hearings in Congress um, and many other examples. They're trying to point out that true justice is not is because of maybe it's outdated or for whatever reason we're not getting true justice anymore. There's something really wrong with our system in that it is it is now unjust. And and this may be building on the concept of social justice, which to me is is a you know kind of a false term in that you're not going to have justice. The ultimate in injustice is when a person's property or liberty is taken from them without them having forfeited it through bad actions. So if you don't have individual justice, you can't have social justice. So what you need is these rock-solid rights and protections. I've noticed the Sixth Amendment in the crosshairs recently. I haven't heard anybody else talk about it. The Bill Cosby case brings that out in spades. I really want to talk about that. And uh, these these different uh, cases come out of it in different ways, but it still plants this idea in your head that there's something fundamentally wrong and and with the gina haspel thing and i noticed it with the stacy abrams debates they were asked if you were asked to do something immoral even if you thought it was legal would you do it and asking questions like that to, to distinguish you know there are times like binkley you played for me a clip from the aclu telling kids we're not telling you not to break rules you played me another clip from a stacy abrams rally where they were talking about, hey, we would follow the rules if the rules worked, but we can't follow the rules anymore because they're not working. I mean, this to me is undermining the basic faith in basic principles of law. And then they will be replaced by something that I think has to give the power to the top. Like Sheriff Israel in the Parkland shooting issue said, you know, police should be able to uh, take people in without anything more than their own opinion. You know, that's the kind that's what where it's headed from the rule of law to the rule of rulers. And that's bad news. So, Binkley, we've got so much to talk about. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Do you have a nice uh, tweet? I want to keep coming back to the positivity of uh, Mother's Day weekend. I'm trying to be more positive in my life. What tweet do you have for me? 
Let me see here. I have one from Joe that says, one that knows how to love and discipline their child. Yes, a good mother. And I have one thing to add to that. This is going to, I'm going to spoil my, well, no, I'll I'll do the one thing uh, after the break. So love and discipline, there's one more thing. Uh, This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. It's a man A man On News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. We are just getting the conversation started. I am going to, or you can call 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK at Monica Perez Show. We are talking about what I think is a concerted universal attempt to change our basic legal principles and more than that, our basic protections, legal protections. I'm going to James in Powder Springs. Hi, James. You're on with Monica. Uh, Monica, I'm a, I'm a listener, and I, I appreciate your show, and, and I, I really uh, think it's really, really great if you bring it up in different topics. But I want you to write this down. It's called endochrome, A-D-R-E-N-O-C-H-R-O-M-E. This is the basis of why everybody has gone crazy in Washington, D.C., because anyone that has participated in using or practicing endochrome has been subject to blackmail, they have been subject to uh, uh, heresies against them because what they're doing, they're killing children and harvesting this this out of endochrome. Are you familiar with this? I'm not, and I feel like it's a little bit off topic. So. It can't be because this is the reason why Jeff Session is paralyzed. This is the reason why Mueller is scared to death because whoever got these people involved in these meetings using endochrome are using it as a blackmail tool to stop our legal system. All right, I'm going to I'm going to let you explain it, although lately I have had people calling into my show to try to derail me a little bit, but I'm going to give you the I benefit can't. of the doubt and tell me exactly what it is. You have 1 minute. Endochrome is uh, what they do. They take a child, they scare the child to death, almost terrorize it till it dies. Then they kill the child and they harvest the blood which the adrenal gland has secreted this product into the blood called and this is a okay i think where you're going i i gotta take a break but i think i have read about human sacrifice if you look at the franklin cover-up that's a book that's like very scary i've also seen a really uh um crazy not crazy like it looks very authentic testimony about stuff that gets that dark I can't go there anymore. I really, I, I, I'm not saying I uh, ever really had proof of or anything, but that stuff's just too dark. It doesn't help us understand anything. If we just defend our rights, what, however kooky it gets way back there behind the curtains, it doesn't matter. We just need to defend our rights. And that's what we're going to talk about next. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. And now for something completely different. On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB, Saturdays from 3 to 6. And we are in a uh, in a conversation, for me, about what, what the stories that are emerging right now all are leading to. And in my opinion, there is a concerted effort to undermine our, I don't want to call it faith, 
I believe that these that the fundamental law is don't touch me or my stuff. And then you put a government in place, uh, supposedly the theory goes, to protect you and your stuff, to kind of jointly, to kind of pool your self-defense authority and uh, use it against people who are violating your personal property. And in order to get the government to not violate the personal property of someone who is innocent, who has not uh, started that aggression, you have protections. So that if the government wants to take your stuff or put you in jail, you have a lot of protections to make sure that they get the right person and not you. And furthermore, that they can't use that power, their monopoly on force, to paint you as a perpetrator in order to stop you from pushing back against them. So you have the First Amendment of assembly and petition and uh, freedom of speech. And then in order, those are like, I kind of think of it as like rights, positive things you can do. And in order to make sure that the government doesn't persecute you for exercising that by arresting you, you have the Fifth and Sixth Amendments. I want to get into a little bit later how I've been talking about Bill Cosby, whatever he actually did, whatever you think of him, he, I actually have a smoking gun that he was being, that, that the reason he went to trial for sexual abuse allegations was uh, because of his political speech, or the reason he got convicted was because of his political speech. So um, let's save that. I've got, I want to explain a little bit more about this idea of a fundamental change in our legal architecture. But before the break, we got a call, and I've been getting more and more calls lately that kind of throw me off topic a little bit, um, throw out big picture stuff that's kind of very conspiracy oriented, a little confusing. So I'm a little more sensitive to that stuff than I used to be because I don't want to get derailed. Uh, or painted by a brush that makes conspiracy theorists look like nuts because <laughs> conspiracies are true. I mean, power, people in powerful positions uh, make plans to profit. And sometimes that's business. Sometimes it's politics. It is not always on the front page of Fox News. And and that's what that's it. That's so you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. In my estimation, conspiracy theories most of the time are just trying to figure out what's going on behind the scenes. So you understand what's coming. So you understand the motivations. Um, But it very quickly, if you keep peeling the onion, get into occultism. There's a lot of stuff on the Internet about occultism. That's where, you know, I have to draw the line because I have no idea how far that goes and I can't figure it out. And I think ultimately true or false, that stuff is a distraction from where the rubber is hitting the road in the here and now we're losing our right to sixth amendment trial by jury, you know, stuff like that. We need to just focus on that in my opinion. However, Binkley, my producer here, um, who, is uh has a very diverse body of knowledge knows a little bit something about what the caller was talking about i i really couldn't follow what he was saying so let's uh binkley can you just tell me what you think james was saying and what um 
what he's really referring to? Yeah, this isn't a scientific explanation or anything, but... No, I just couldn't really follow yeah. it. I couldn't even understand the word he was saying. The and, word, which... it Yeah. Yeah, it's a difficult word. It, um... Androchrome or something like that? Androchrome, that's what he said, but I just couldn't. It's associated with, there are, there have been myths throughout history that the blood of younger people has rejuvenative powers for, you know, people as they're aging. And that's actually been backed up by scientific study with, in rats. So I, that's funny because I saw that, um... I watched the show Silicon Valley in on HBO. It's kind of like this Mark Zuckerberg character whose company is called Pied Piper, by the way. Just let that gel in your mind a little bit. Um, and and his rival gets he's sitting there in meetings getting blood transfusions from a young studly guy and like in real time. It's super creepy. And I and I and this show like there's always some grain of truth in this kooky stuff isn't there is that a silicon valley thing or what quite possibly it's probably a thing for anybody who has the money to do it and somebody <laughs> who's willing to blood. lend some blood wow so and and what else didn't you say there's something in the news about it about peter i think peter Thiel was investing oh. in studying but this know, issue is top of mind so like james was probably actually trying yeah. to tell me something that was well there's there's some scientific basis in what he's saying. I think it also has some uh, releases some euphoria and enables maybe people to be controlled a little bit. But the way these things are presented in the media, oftentimes, if they're presented as this kind of over the top thing that nobody's ever heard of, kind of like Pizzagate, then that makes people kind of shut down and not listen to anything when there is a kernel of truth that lies underneath it in the fact that there are pedophile rings. But if you start with Pizzagate, then nobody's going to listen. So that's kind of how the media gets people to not pay attention to stuff like this. All right. Well, I know. I mean, I uh, there certainly is occultism. I mean, you can see sometimes in the woods, like, burnt candles and stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's occultism. So I don't know how far it goes. And we humans have a history of human sacrifice. What are you laughing you at? Find a lot of burnt candles in the woods when you're walking through. No, I don't. I don't even think there are woods anymore where <laughs> where I am. It's really sad because when I was a kid in the just in the suburbs of New York City, 17 miles away from the city, there were woods and there was stuff like that. People would yeah. have forts, and you can still see see in some of the deeper recesses. Uh, but yeah, like they, yes, I think they've been driven out of the suburbs. They must be in the deep rural. I don't know. Um, but that is part of the future is total surveillance all the time. There's just no, you know, you're not going to be able to engage in your occult rituals unless you're, you know, yeah. if, if you if you really go down the rabbit hole, the occult rituals, which is what James was talking about, are happening in the halls of power, not in the backwoods. And, yeah. that, you know, maybe it really works. Maybe that's the idea. Anyway. I digress. See, we're supposed to be lighthearted for Mother's Day, and we're talking about drinking baby's blood. Gosh, <laughs> I try so hard to be positive. I don't know how this happens. And when you put it that way. You're dragging me back in the rabbit hole. Uh, no, bring us up with a tweet, a Mother's Day tweet, Binkley. Give me a Mother's Day tweet. A Mother's Day tweet. We have one from uh, Alan who tweets that mom was right. And that he's sorry for the bad stuff. And <laughs> he didn't turn out so bad because of his mother. And he says, rest in peace, sweet lady. 
I want to know the bad stuff, Alan. So I want to know how bad it was. Were you just like using foul language or, you know, was there jail time involved? (laughs) Uh, Yes, that's super sweet. So my, I think, I don't know if I gave you the punchline of what I think the third thing is. So Joe, I think Joe was tweeting earlier that it's love and discipline are the two things. And I have found that those are the two things and maybe they are 90% of what's important but 90% of what you actually have to deliver is sheer effort. Yeah. Just hard work. I spent my whole life, like, I went to Harvard. I got a JD MBA from Stanford. I'm like, ah, well, by the time I'm 40, I won't have to do anything anymore. Oh, my gosh. All I do from first thing in the morning, it's just making breakfast and picking up dog poop. And, like, it's just sheer effort. Ten loads of laundry. And it's just sheer effort. But that's what... Yeah. makes the kids know that you love them and it keeps them healthy and happy, I think. I have a dog. All I do is worry. I can't imagine <laughs> being a mom. You do post a lot of pictures of the dog. <laughs> I've noticed you're, you're the mom of the dog. So, uh, so, but I want, I was referring to this Michael Chertoff stuff and we've played the clips before, but the more I see these themes emerge in the events of the day or the week since since you first uh, alerted me to this, the existence of this stuff, the more I understand, the more I can distill like the threat or what he's really after and how it's actually being implemented. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's still behind it. Can we? So, Binkley, let me ask your opinion. Should we play his clips first or should we play the stuff from the week? Maybe we should do his. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I got your opinion. It's my opinion. So, let's um, let's say... Clip six. Can we get clip six right now? The second thing is our legal principles have not kept up with the new challenges. Uh, You know, one of the the problems I think we faced right after 9-11 is rules have been written for dealing with foreign intelligence and how we we surveil it. Back in the days of, we were worried about the Soviet Union or, or other countries, and while we still have concerns about nation states, the issue of terrorism is now equal in, in importance. And we didn't have a legal model that helped us deal with that. So uh, one of the things I think Congress hasn't done and needs to do is to actually sit down and think through uh, in a bipartisan way, what is the legal architecture we need to deal with this 21st century challenge? This idea that, that fundamental legal principles can become outdated is dangerous it's dangerous and i and i do believe the um exploitation of uh of historical racial injustice and and contemporary racial injustice that it's it is exploited to make us think that well times have changed now the problem with uh, the founding of this country and the foundational documents is that they allowed slavery. I understand there were issues. It's hard to resolve the problem, but the answer isn't to throw out those foundational documents. It's to face the obvious truth that was even obvious to people back then that you cannot enslave human beings, that these enshrined rights and protections are absolutely uh equally valid for every single person so when uh you know that's the answer is to double down on the truth of these fundamental don't touch me or my stuff like that's it 
And what this guy, I think, is talking about is to use the standards they use for terrorists, um, which I would say these guys encourage rather than discourage, because what they want is this outcome, uh, that terrorists don't deserve these protections, that we can't afford to give them these protections because they would run rampant. It's... um, Let's explore it more after the break. I had to take a quick break. 800 WSB Talk. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about, you know. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian on WSB uh, with a great deal for you. The uh, Gwinnett Stripers Baseball. It's a great family value for the summer. And WSB's Clark Howard is getting you a Clark Smart ticket price on May 23rd at Cool Ray Field. It's $9.95 for infield box seats. And Clark will throw out the first pitch. Clark Howard Night features the Gwinnett Stripers versus the Durham Bulls May 23rd at 7.05 p.m. Go to GoStripers.com for tickets. Use promo code CLARK. Mm. I know. I love stuff like that. I'm really into uh, baseball and stuff that you can do with your whole family. I mean, I'm just, I'm so, I used to just love TV, watching like food TV, but my kids drift off and they want to watch their own weird little YouTube fetishes whatever they may be you know watching other kids play video games i still don't get that but when you can go to a baseball game and especially if it's cheap you just it's just wholesome it's good you can chit chat with each other you know i like your fun fact yes my brother played for the durham bulls no no way it sounds like it's bull durham oh that's hilarious that was the movie wow he was the same number as the guy in the movie I knew that your brother was a baller, but I did not know it was that relevant. Yeah, he and was then, very good. Last pitch I ever saw him throw was uh, Frank Thomas's nephew hit one over the prison behind the old stadium. Over the prison? Yeah, there was a prison behind me. <laughs> See, that is a fun fact. That, that was actually like a, a cluster, a cluster of fun facts. A lot of fun. <laughs> cluster of fun. So, uh, so we are alternating between fun and... Uh, being scared to death by people like Michael Chertoff wanting to treat us all like terrorists. I think we should explore that a little more. I feel like I was a little rushed before the break and trying to explain how I see his evil plans bubbling up to the surface. So let's do that. And um, I'm happy to hear you make me feel better about it. Give me hope. Tell me it's not as bad as I think. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. And, uh, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. And I'd still like to know what you think makes a great mom. This is Monica Perez. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.